the is the primary is a context of the resources, not prior text necessarily, but interruptions of the writing, and the choice, of course, of erasing those interruptions or incorporating them into the poem. And so I thought that the people at Cosmos uh, did a nice job of, uh, of putting that quality into their uh, cover. It's a great honor to uh, read with Ray Antrod, an old friend and uh, colleague, so it's a nice chance to here to inaugurate this. Now, we used to meet uh, back in the day uh, in something called the Revere Formal Lounge. I don't know if any of you know what that is, but it's, uh, that's where we started this series back in the early 70s. Uh, we someone called it the Foremost Lounge, and I think it still has that imprint. I'm going to close this. I think that will also close off the image, right? But I can't put my papers down on top. There we go. Well, actually, I... Sorry. I'm going to show you the image because it's related to this next book. Oh, we have to wait for this to. Uh, a few poems from a couple of earlier books, and I read some poems. Um, the first book I'm going to read from is called The Rowling of Oceanbow, and I wanted to show the image that uh, that uh, book relates to. I'm not sure if it will come up here or not. Yeah, this was a. Um, the title of the poem is based on this this uh, card, a version of this card that I got, and I wasn't quite sure what the uh, reference was, and so I thought I'd use the poem to interrogate it. Now, I'm going to The captain calls his crew to the deck. My man, he says, he doesn't want to say that, so he adds, be back by the hardies. They don't believe him. This is not kidnapped, and he would use the word Hardee's. Besides, it's 1780. The harbor is filled with sails, and a postmark covers some of them. The captain is going to a pack. I've never read it before, he thinks. What do I wear? So he starts looking for the mirror. Is it a Rochambeau, or is this the mirror of my ship? Or have we arrived at last in the port of Rochambeau, where we will strike a deal with natives? It is 1780. The weather is jade green. The captain is astonished to learn that the colonies have defeated the British because of a stamp tax. We have landed too late, he knows, and looks out the window to his right, on the left. Tall masts jut into the free sky, against which USA 10 cents is branded forever. He approves of the weather and decides not to go ashore after all, but writes a postcard home. The captain writes, but not very well. It is so terrible, and they are willing not to meet us. It is impossible to tell whether we are willing or they are willing, or who they might be. Many sails fill the harbor, and the postmark is rolling toward us from Brooklyn on the left, my right. Please advise, this is history, and I am calling it without a thing to wear, if only I knew in the poem. As it is, my wife takes up only seven rooms in the Reader's Encyclopedia. It is clear that Washington and I defeated Cornwallis at Yorktown, and with the French fleet, which must explain those sails, first his capitulation. The entry leaves his a bit vague, in order to make the Roman Russian by a surprise for both sides, including the readers, who notices the pink sky of Rateau. I am the captain of this letter, which begins, Dear Home, how is the Lisbon earthquake, the Johnsonist purges, and leaks with egg? 
Remember Rochambeau and foreign pork who must be content with corn and inflated rhetoric and pamphlets. I look up. He looks up. We are going to impose a wood history for a figure of speech, like the ones he used to use when writing Madam R in Potsdam, like, you are the author of my heart. But it is something to Captain Everett's postcards. After all, he's a man of action, and he knows the fleet, the harbor in which his ships lie at anchor. He knows the sky, so common to USA, and the water, emerald blue. I'm not sure, he says, throwing down his pen, and have a drink, erect money, keep ours to make deep blood to pour it, for I have lost what to wear. Jean-Baptiste Dautier-Vieux-Comte de Rochambeau, and I have landed. The water is blue-red with history, and we are its claws. He makes the figure and writes it in his journal, then strides up to the deck, where the river is clear. Long boats, he cries to a sailor, I will go ashore to the banks, where my name will be streets and parks. But there is no sailor to hear him. The deck is empty, and the postmark covers most of the fleet. It is trying to call since Russia by landed, and when the French learn what USA 10 cents means, they will cut off his title, the Comte no longer, only a name in a time, on a stamp, on a card, for a reader who turns away from 1780 and remembers the water, white as their eyes. Welcome, 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 
possible. You've been there before, then you call the flight and someone stares at you. This much is familiar with questions framed around it. Like, where do we begin? Stars from a story overhead, and instantly there are all the cities made out of modern metropoli. Stars you could climb. Where to climb in it? Or where to end, say, in Tasmania? At the horizon. Trying to catch a bus. In the furrowed leaves of a Clarius. Which there is no change, chance no wanders into it. A life force minus the life. Complex of speech. Equals number one. And the fourth. Two sentences disnever necessary. Cover a third city in whose multiple talk. To keep up appearances. Something like talk occurs. Still, I compose room for the ideal stream. It is late spring. Black for the concrete anchors. Of the forms in the afternoon. I listen to in Arcadia, gold, where the light is gold. The a ship falls into a book whose name, in multiple streams, is the seesaw. You become a voice, it must be man saying, must have been me. Ancient gong, ancient song, sabrons end. When you see two skies, one of eyes, the other of seas. Great, thanks. Use it a slightly ghostly quality. That's that's the best. <laughs> this is called the Second City. The 
This is my uh, swan pool nightmare poem, but it's also based on the Bush administration as well. But,
The person I was born with is walking the wrong parts with the person he was dying to become. Please stay in the line and the next representative will represent you. Uh, this is called the rapture. He's back, he's back. Her husband said, she said just before she climbed through the sunroof and jumped off the moving car, causing a 20-car pilot outside Little Rock. And it said she saw Jesus standing by the side of the road and 12 disciples floating in the air. As it turns out, one blew the tarp off a truck and 12 blow-up sex dolls filled with helium lifted into the sky. The long-haired driver on his way to a toga party pulled over, got out, looked up, lifted his arms to heaven. She was dead. When I asked my wife would do such a thing, Edward replied, I think my wife loved Jesus more than she loved me. It's a true story, apparently. This is my laughter uh, poem. It's called The Canadians. Words never fit the slots we paid for in advance. So you stuff them with your thumb until the silence of space and time permits you to use the phone. You dial up a rep and listen to an ad for a new kind of card. The snow rises above the fenders, but you have time to substitute time for rosemary. Stuff the breast and roast at four hundred. Long with soft blue rain, pills, tractors, combines, apples flowing south. Words circle the Alameda, where we are bound and cold, hoping for access. One of them signifies here, and another the place here vacates, like a retired couple at the first frost. First, they pull back the lake and expose the dock. Purple sky, beached kayak, only to occupy what has not been bought, the space where the earth meets the earth. This is a poem for my son Ryder. It's almost true, I'm in this mirrored room sorting out the infinite excess of me down that series of overtones, each explaining the terms of this aperture that is both blind and overcome with vision. Cancel my order. You have run away, watching me attempt to climb around the image so that I can see backstage, the ungainly props, and even the logo on the back of your t-shirt, Vibo. The unpronounceable action of capital and infinitive form that allows so many actors and in two rooms we sort out our dreaded parting like a couple of molecules that have decided to live in opposite bodies. You take the subway home and I fly back to normal heights. The mirror of solitude becomes the window of care through which the tonic prefers endlessly its hand. You can always return. Now, I'll close with... Um, Rebarbative, a word whose meaning I've never understood. As with long version, but it's an attempt to uh, invent its meaning. Rebarbative. I repudiate rebarbative. <laughs> a woman swarmed by microbes, willing to enter the enigma like an asteroid and causing panic among follicles, followed by a fluid emitted at the first sign of coagulation. Meaning is a queer connection between a missing eye and its ghostly pain. That the world excites when encountered in a trench or under a bridge. Others want a whole room in a neighborhood of partials. I find their faces from the fires attached to their chests. You are the one with hair. You are the one with the diver. Many have traveled to Asia, where, refreshed, they re-emerge in Kensington. They went to us a panopticon of nostalgia. Pen a clean machine. Even when the lyrics fade, the space they occupied returns in a float. 
issues of economic decline and pop culture, as well as her personal everyday experiences. It reversed the shadow of the cancer diagnosis and views over poems dealing with subjects such as linguistics, capitalism, and ideology. Which brings me to the next thing that sets Ray's poetry apart. It's attention to other disciplines, which she unites with the everyday and the personal. In an interview, when it was to be an interdisciplinary interest, Ray stated, Contemporary science not only gives us provocative things to imagine, but also leaves us with more questions and answers. When strength and literary biases pops up in one of her poems, they're just a natural part of the whole, a variety that forces us to piece together, consider, and then question. The poems in Ray's most recent collection just say are modern, easy, dark, sardonic, existential. Full of real play, exploration of semantics, and just saying harkens to the book's title. Throughout the poems, one thought transforms seriously into the next in a smooth gesture of language. Just saying draws on dreams, memories, immediate sensory perceptions, and like Ray's previous text, populates these others with current events, popular culture, linguistics, and science. Ray has published to date 12 books of poetry, one book of prose participated in multiple compilations, and is widely anthologized. Her collection, first published in 2009, received the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry and the National Book Critics Circle Award. Before that, Black's Life was chosen as one of the 100 notable books of 2007 by the New York Times. Ray has also received an award in poetry from the Foundation for Contemporary Arts in 2007 and a Guggenheim Fellowship in 2008. Her work has appeared in numerous publications and anthologies, including Language Poetries, Postmodern American Poetry and Written Anthology, and the Canadian Poets in the 21st Century in the Language and Similar Tradition, the Oxford Book of American Poetry, and multiple editions of the best American poetry. She teaches writing here at UCSD, where she has aided me as well as many others in unlocking the potentials of poetry and prose. Please help me welcome Derek and That was great. And some of it I didn't know. <laughs> and it's great to follow you, Michael, and to hear the new poems, but also the poems that I've known for a long time. Those lines coming back. Well, I'm going to obviously start by reading some of the new book, just saying. And as Helen was indicating, um, or maybe, I guess, uh, sort of indicating, Sections will have something dividing them. Sometimes numerals, but I don't stop and read the numerals if, if that's the case. I just kind of pause. Um, and so I get what was saying about Bleed Through, his new book. Um, other texts sometimes bleed through into my texts. And so this first poem that I'm going to read is called Scripture. And one of the, the scriptures comes into it and gets sort of um, perversely left. So goes on, if you're familiar with um, the New Testament and the Sermon on the Mount, you may hear something that's structurally similar. Scripture. Your values pursue the downhill course of streams. Up, and then 
have wished the best of you. Consider a bright, strong emergency that manifest. Memories for bowls, top knots, small cups of sex, overwhelming, unstoppered, not knowing you with all your practice, you so extravagantly quaffed. Thank you. 
be found, cousin to eugenics. In the 21st century, America's soft cause undead. Bookstore shelves, barely filled teenagers, red-eyed, smeared with blood. Circles, rivers, circles, and the virgin's halo. Without her cloak, 
the blades of branches have the broad, gray texture indicative of stretching, but get a faint pull back when we focus on these objects. An electron is an excitation in the electron field, a permanent tizzy in the presence of what? Like thought, it creates the ground it covers. Like thought, it can't stop. I wrote this poem, I'm really talking about the this reminds me of that. I wrote this poem because there's a journal called The Writer's Thesaurus that invites our readers to the final words. And I took this invitation pretty literally, not literally, the opposite of literally, literally, and decided to define the word spurious by just making up a totally false definition of it. And this is my thought that this poem grew out of that, and part of my, def- my definition is in this poem, which plays a role with false etymologies. And tense and terrorous grew from the same root. First is tender in its several guises, the silver grass flower, the yellow moth. I will not confuse the bogus with the spurious. The bogus is a sore thing, but the spurious pours forth as fish and circuses. <laughs> uh, you should think of this one as like a treatment for a film. If you're pitching a film, it's called treatment. The relationship between a handsome young broker and a young young curator is in trouble. Before we go, you must come to tolerate that if you have a affection for a girl-natured buffoon who populates dollars with stuffed loose couples in period dress.
inheritance. Stars are captains of exiles. Language exists to pull things close. Stop that. Communications are being monitored. Collusion is forbidden. Humanity will be punished by the profusion of these dragons. So they're oriented differently. And in physics, I think it means 
don't correct me, all of you who know, that a particle's spin is in the opposite direction of its direction of travel. So that's my only point. Anyway, commonality. If I wanted to do anything, would I? Would I oscillate in two or three dimensions? Would I assume a beholder and change commonality for here? A massless particle passes through the void with no resistance. Ask what it means to pass through the void. Ask how it differs from not passing. That's the kind of thing I remember when I'm reading physics books. And as to, this will be the last one. It tells us sort of rip on physics, but it mixes it up with an infomercial. I'm sorry. Material. Oh, That's my favorite, to be honest. The gold model is all there. Pocket, pocket, point. For us to consist of infinitesimal points of light and not makes a lot of sense. For a point to consist of the array of its own possible locations, for locations to consist, for consist to consist of a pair of empty pockets, here, you try it on. This one is dedicated to the spokeswoman for uh, progressive insurance. And if you watch TV, you've seen many times in commercials. Four. <laughs> spot for insurance, a sound agent, almost pretty, says go to a subordinate tap dancing in a dollar sound costume in front of her confused, bemused clients. This agent, Flo, who is a Buffalo, but enthusiastic too, like the Dalai has become, is becoming an American icon. When I first saw as tiny fireplaces scattered about the living room floor, I always the house gone up in flames. But this is wrong, because first was part of the room from the very start. Here's something about me. I thought when sleep becomes unbearable, when dreams repeat themselves, more variations on a randomly selected theme. I was born when consciousness becomes unbearable, when the house repeats itself, and the television offers to think for me. The laughs accelerate, turn around. Humans may try to communicate with us using black holes. Here's what we know about God. If we know in God's image, God is impatient without really knowing what he wishes would occur. People may ask me why I would have read about myself, but I don't. Know. <laughs>
I read this one before. Destruction. I have a baby who was born yesterday. I have a mother. That part's unclear. My sister corrections and I have a shuttle. I point to her earth and say, Earth, Earth. She rolls it back. She's so precocious. Then she's irresponsive. Dead. Distance. 
I was uh, taking bits and pieces out of the real convenient sources, you know, before Wikipedia and so forth, and putting together this person. Then, of course, uh, I've now incurred, you know, the, the actual person and, and some of the terrible things that he was involved in. But um, 
Uh, this is probably about my attempt to understand uh, an obscure reference rather than to try and be authentic. I think poetry can afford to do that. Yes. Yeah. In, in the back, yeah. Hi, Carl. When did you have your first? I didn't know what the question was. When did you first have your book, first book published? Well, it was the one that Keith mentioned called Exchanges, which was uh, something in 72, 73, something like that. Okay. Uh, I noticed something interesting, Ray, and it's it was an uncommon theme. Crabs peeked up at at least three of your new poems. Yeah, I know. I it's all those appendages. I don't know. It's the new thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate for me. I just don't see that. I don't know why. It's your crustacean period. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next book, like I said, is going to be called Itself, and I've thought what to put on it, and I thought maybe a tiny crab in the middle of a big white field or something. I don't know yet, but I did have that thought. <laughs> There questions? I don't know. I noticed in almost in alphabetical order. Yeah, they are. Is that Yeah, almost, except for the last one. Um, it just seemed like a nice way to order them. And uh, you know, sometimes t um, titles are supposed to be directly connected to the work, but sometimes the title is very arbitrary, and it just kind of kept me going. I knew that I could get to you know a certain number of them done, and the alphabetization was the way to do it. But there's nothing more complicated than that. Yes. I have a question. Okay, tell me. Um, I came from China, so I'm interested in knowing why. Um put Dalai Lama in one of the poems, uh, the new manuscript. Uh, Would you like to say a little bit more about what drives the idea? Oh, well, he's, he's quite a public figure who makes appearances here and, and gives uh, talks and is um, just, I guess, you know, he is, he, he represents something to people. Um, Chuck, my husband, said the other day that uh, as if we had to believe it, that um, of modernity and lots of other things. 
And so when I wanted to get back into this work, I thought of it as being a, um, like the each used to be. You know, when I was in bed, I would open up Walter Benjamin and find a truism of some kind. And because he touched on everything, you know, dust, uh, uh, egg beetles, um, you know, images of people in certain kinds of clothing, cartoons. There was always something for you. And so I, I use it more as a kind of a, what do you, a prophetic book, you know, you get knowledge that way. So what I do is that uh, at the time, uh, I was actually teaching a course called Let's Go Shopping. Things about consumerism and commodity culture and so forth. And so before I taught the class every day, I would write a poem in that series. I'd look at Benjamin, and then I'd write the poem, and then I'd go teach the class. So there was a pedagogical element to this as well. Also, the screen of the TV screen and the screen of the computer, opaque and transparent at the same time. Yes.
think, uh, like most things, I kind of got into it by accident. I mean, I started, I guess the first book about physics I read was a popular book, popularization book, way back in the early 80s, called The Dial of Physics.